Hey, thanks for listening to the Psalm 704 podcast today. This is uh, Pastor Ryan Hodgins, your host. We're super excited that you can join us as we grow together discussing current issues from a biblical perspective. Remember, Psalm 70 verse 4 says, Let those who hunt for you sing and celebrate. Let all who love your saving way say over and over, God is mighty. I hope you enjoy today's episode as you listen in. Hey, this is Pastor Ryan Hodgins with Psalm 704 Ministries, and I have our inaugural guests, Gillian and Natabel, joining me, and we're excited to be kicking off this awesome adventure that we're going to be journeying on, hopefully for many years, the Psalm 704 podcast. Today, our topic is worship. Introduce yourselves and let us know who you guys are. Oh, I'm Natabel. And I'm Gillian. <laughs> you guys are exciting, right? Natabel and Gillian. Now, what do you guys do? Well, I'm currently taking a break from college, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. So I'm working, trying to get more involved with church and music, trying to just stay busy and productive as I can. Um, in school, I'm studying for um, digital marketing as well as finance, and I am working a full-time job as well. And of course, trying to learn every day so I can become a better version of myself and use my gifts for God. Just so everybody knows, I'm the uh, youth and young adult pastor at the Sharon Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we have a ministry called Psalm 704 that we do all the time. You can check us on our website at psalm704.com. Anyways, um, our topic today is worship, and this is pretty interesting because we actually have, uh, of course, Natabelle and Gillian, who are two of our main singers for our main worship band at the church here, and uh, both have beautiful voices and are passionate about worship. So this is going to be an interesting topic. I want to start by us defining worship because it's important to understand kind of where we're coming from or where we're talking about. And I just straight up Googled it because that's what you do nowadays, right? When you want to figure out what's going on, you Google stuff. So I Googled it. What Define worship is what I Googled. And this is what Google said in their dictionary. It said, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. Does that sound like worship to you guys? Yeah. Sounds like worship. <laughs> so uh, when when you guys have worship in your mind, um, what do you think of? What do you think of when you think of worship? I personally think of singing and I don't know. It's just for me, worship is just the connection between the human and God and, of course, praising him. And that can come in many forms. And I feel like every human being has talents and Whichever that way is in which they want to use those talents for God, I feel like that's their personal form of worship to him. Mm. about what about you? I would say for me, it's like based on that definition, it's like a prayer. Like you're speaking to God just because mm. sometimes it's hard to find the words to say. And so singing like there are words in the song. So as you sing um, and usually it's very emotional and vulnerable. So that's really at least for me is when I can really open up and like bear my soul to God. That's kind of when I feel the closest to him. So I feel like, yeah, like that's. It's funny because sometimes I'm changing the slides when you guys are leading worship and I'll get so caught up in the music. I'll get so, I'll get so, I'm like praising God. I'm connecting with God and I'm just, I'm feeling it. And I'll be so into the music that I'll forget to change the slide. And someone will be like, you got to change the slide. You got to change the slide. So uh, technically the pastor should not be doing it, I guess, because, you know, they get too good. But anyway, so yeah, worship is, it's a connection. And I, I remember years ago, one of my friends, he was an atheist and we were actually on a mission trip, which, you know, an atheist coming on a mission trip, kind of like, well, who, yeah. why? But uh, he just wanted to serve. And so we went to this other country and we we're serving. And he told me, he said he's always looked at music as a form of prayer. So singing 
is how you would pray to connect with God. Like he had he had Christian backgrounds, Catholic backgrounds actually, but he brought that up to me and I was like, wow, yeah, that's true. It's so true. Because yeah. when I'm singing, when I'm, you know, listening to other people sing more so than myself, because I'd probably get not excited when I'm when I'm singing because my voice is not as beautiful as you ladies' voice. But you know, it's for me it's it is it's really it's a connection. Do you guys think that there's anything like is there a, is there right or wrong worship? I personally feel like um, as human beings, we all have a personal way in which we like to praise God. And I know I've heard many times that maybe your form of praise is not necessarily the one that God wants for you. And I feel like I tend to struggle with that because my parents are from a different generation than I am and their form of worship is different than mine. Mm. So then when I sing a certain type of song that I feel like I'm super connected to God, yet they don't feel the same way, it kind of, it sort of creates a disconnect in me. Am I doing the right thing? Wow, that's honest. It's very honest. I find that there's often the way that we come to Christ, you know, let's just say if we were in a church that was very traditional, only hymns, or if we were in a church that was, you know, full on praise band all the time, whatever, if we come to Christ in that setting, then oftentimes that's what we identify with as holy. And so yeah. sometimes we have this prejudice and well, well, hymns couldn't draw me to Christ or the other way around the hymns. Oh, well, well, those are wrong because we like this, but really what it is, is just we know what's worked for us, and right. so sometimes we want to kind of force that on other people. But that's not always how it works, right? Yeah. It's not always how it identifies. What do you? What about you, Natabelle? Do you think that there is a true or a right way to worship? Honestly, I'm not sure how to answer that. I wouldn't say there's like a right or wrong way, but I, I feel like the Bible gives certain guidelines. But I think everyone, same, you know, everyone has a different personality, a different style, but that doesn't make it wrong. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean— just everyone expresses themselves a little differently and definitely how you were saying um usually what like brought you into church is what you're kind of going to stick with and like Gillian was saying my parents are also from different generation different cultures so their experience was different um but then they brought me to another country another culture so my experience is different. Yeah, so yeah. it's 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 weird like when when it's your parents when it's somebody so close to you and you both have different ways of worship but I wouldn't say that either one is like more correct than the other or I think a, a key word that you said was cultural. Um, you yeah. know, we get cultural things like some people grew up with certain different cultural understandings and expectations than other people did culturally. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's very important because we have to consider that although our praise music may not have been what Jesus sang, the hymns also actually weren't what Jesus right. sang. <laughs> really, the praises that they did a lot were out of the straight of the Psalms, which is in the Bible. And I'm just thinking uh, Psalm chapter 96, verse 13 says, let all creation rejoice before the Lord. And I think that's super important. And even with the definition that we read that was from Google, it said the feeling uh, or expression of reverence and adoration when I'm singing and it's just my heart's lifted up and I'm connecting, whether it's with a well-done hymn or a great praise performance, mm -hmm. if I'm lifted up to the presence of God, I feel like I'm then worshiping. Yeah. I oftentimes feel like the way to find out whether if that worship is truly worship is just to remove yourself from it and think about how is this praising God? How is this not about me, but about him? Not about how I feel, but about mm. the connection that I'm having with him. Mm. And if we often ask ourselves, is this for me or for him? I feel like we'll truly know because oftentimes if we ask ourselves the hard questions, we realize because God has put something in us to lead us in the right path. Yeah. 
Let me ask you guys a more personal question. Like when you're leading worship or you're up front singing, you're leading the praise time, have you ever come down and felt like you haven't worshiped? Yeah, so sometimes sometimes there is a disconnect. What about, mm-hmm. but other times you come down and you feel like you have, you know, like super close. And sometimes I feel like it doesn't have to be with the music itself. It's more of my preparation prior to the praise. Mm-hmm. Am I connecting yeah. with God during the week? Right. And am I making this about him and not about me? Because sometimes we have to be honest. Humans, we like to be praised ourselves. Oh, yeah. But worship is about praising him, not me. So how do I separate myself from when everybody in church is telling me, oh, that was an amazing Mm -hmm. praise time. I really liked it and realize that, hey, this is not about me. This is about God and praising him and preparing throughout the week so that those comments do not come at me personally. But I connect them to, wow, I did something for God. I had some friends for a while who refused to accept clapping in church as though they were the musicians. They told people, before, after I'm done singing or playing, please don't clap because I don't want the praise to go to me. And that's what they said. But there's this interesting thing is that God gave you your talents, right? God gave you your voices so that you can sing and our drummers, the talents to have rhythm. I have zero rhythm. Like I look like a goofy broken ape when I'm up there playing drums. But God gave you those talents And so I don't know that it's wrong necessarily to say, oh, great job. But at the same time, I think it's important to have your heart in the right place. You know, a lot of times people say to me as a pastor, people will say, well, pastor, I didn't get anything out of church today. The reality is, is, well, you probably didn't get anything at church today because you didn't come ready to worship. That's really what it is. If you come expecting to get everything out of church you're not going to get it. You have to get it daily or you're not going to connect with worship when you're there. Let's take a break. I'm Pastor Ryan Hodgins with Psalm 704. I find it interesting that we are social beings. We need connection. As young adults, we are active in social media, yet our lives are becoming increasingly less social. In the 1920s, only 20% of the world's population was urbanized. Now it's over 80%. Yet in the 1920s, your great-grandparents knew everyone that lived around them. You barely know your neighbors. You're just acquaintances with your work colleagues, and most of your social media contacts are distant. You and I were made for more. Our hearts long for connection. Get connected today. Check us out at psalm704.com and on Instagram at psalms underscore 704. And join us monthly as we build community and life together founded in the heart of God. Coming to Charlotte this December 28th through 30th is the Awaken Conference. It's all about moving forward. It's about powerful worship. It's about Jesus. At Awaken, we exist to amplify what God can awaken in you. You have an amazing future, and we want to help you move towards God's plan for your life. Go beyond a regular conference. Join us for Awaken. To find out more info, check us out at awakennc.com. That's awakennc.com. Awaken Conference is coming this December 28th through 30th. Join us. Hey, this is Pastor Ryan Hodgins back again with Psalm 704 um, podcast, and I'm talking with Natabelle and Gillian, and we've been talking about worship. We've been having this discussion about how you should come to church ready to worship. You're not going to get a blessing from the worship that happens at church if you're not prepared, And which is funny because if you had to come to church to worship, 
what would you do all the rest of the week? And and usually, at least for me, when I'm really reading my Bible, studying my Bible, and I'm having an excellent prayer time, a lot of times my greatest worship happens during the week when I'm not at church. And those weeks that I have really good connections with God away from church is when I come to church and I get a greater blessing. Do you guys find that that your your connection with God impacts how you experience worship? Absolutely. I'd, like you were saying, you asked us earlier if sometimes we will go up and sing and worship and we come down and we don't feel like we have worshiped. And I think definitely that has something to do with our connection with God. If we haven't really, you know, worshiped during the week, if we haven't talked to God and prayed and done our devotional, I don't think because we're not in that mindset or we don't have our hearts like open to that, it it just might not be what you expected or kind of what you wanted to get out of worship or get out of church in that moment. Do you guys ever feel like your connection with God through the week affects how the congregation experiences the worship that you lead? Definitely. I feel like um, oftentimes we don't realize it, but the room feels it. There is something in the human experience. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm pretty sure it might be the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) When we praise, there's just a feeling in the room that it's something that you can translate into another human being. Mm -hmm. And when that is not present, when that connection is not there, especially with the band members, it is felt throughout the nervousness is higher because you're thinking more of about what mistakes am I going to make instead of I'm doing this to praise. Mm -hmm. This is not about me. It is about him. And um, the band, we have incorporated um, reading time together now. And the change has been amazing. And it's been noticed. Mm -hmm. We didn't realize that it was happening, but that connection with God was translating into the way that we were praising so there's a lot to say about our personal experience and how we come prepared prior to praising. I was also going to say, because we're leading out worship, if if our hearts aren't in the right spot, we can't lead others to mm. worship Christ. Because if we haven't gotten to Christ first, it's not to say that the congregation won't necessarily experience yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit, but the Holy Spirit, but they can they they're gonna feel it because we're. We're not going to be as vulnerable. We're not going to be as open to worshiping. And so they're going to feel kind of awkward because they're not going to want to be vulnerable either if we're not. Yeah. So I definitely think it it has an effect. I think it does have an impact. The funny thing is, is you know, as I as a pastor, you know, when I'm preaching or teaching, I, I do notice that my devotional connection, the better I'm connected with God, the better other people connect with God. However, there are times, not saying this is an excuse to not do your best or not connect with God, but there are times where the Holy Spirit can use me despite my stupidity and my lack to step it up. But I do think it's a good challenge for us to make sure that we're connecting with God so that other people can connect with God better. I feel like despite our sins and the things that we go through daily, even despite our connection, even without it, I feel like God can use you to touch other mm-hmm. lives, which is amazing. I heard something somewhere from a pastor that said that Satan ends up working for God. Mm-hmm. And to me, that really hit me hard because during the week, you might not be doing the right things. You might be going through some really hard situations in your life, and you might not even be ready to be worshiping up there. But maybe that song touched someone's life. Mm-hmm. God used that opportunity to touch someone's life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is my duty to get connected to God. But it is amazing how even when I don't, God can still use that for his glory. Yeah, yeah. It's good because 
it just shows that even in our brokenness and our mess, God can still use us. And you don't have to be perfect to be in the praise band. You may have to have a better voice than me, but you don't have to be perfect. And, you know, you don't... <laughs> You know, to be perfect to be a pastor, and for years people had this standard that if you were going to be up front church, you had to have this perfect basic life, you know, and the reality is is that none of us are, and so the cool thing is that God can even use us as broken people um, to lead worship and to, to bring messages, and, you know, I find that for me, um, music is an, an extremely important part of worship, and, you know, we've been talking a lot about music in worship, but do you think that worship extends outside of music, and what does that look like? Well, like, what does worshiping look like outside of music? <laughs> Coming from a band, it's hard to realize that there's other things. <laughs> I personally like talking a lot, <laughs> a little more than normal, and I feel like sometimes by giving words of hope to others in regards to Christ, I feel like that's a way of praise because you're trying to increase the connection between those people and God. And it's also the recognition of knowing I'm a human and I'm broken, but God is God. I feel like that is the moment when you come into contact and the realization that, hey, I'm a human, but I know he's greater than me. And that is my connection. That is my recognition that, wow, I am really little, but he is so great. Mm, yeah. Do you want to add anything to that, Annabelle? Yeah. <laughs> well, unlike Gillian, I am not very good with my words. <laughs> so um, for me, it's more so kind of just accepting the situation that you're in and being thankful. I feel like when you're thankful, that opens up mm. your heart and that opens up your mind to so many other different possibilities and positive thoughts. And then with that positive attitude, you're sharing to other people and you're showing them like, hey, look, there's good out of this. You know, there's Yes, it's a hard time, but there's somebody who is greater than your hard time. And for me, that's just a big thing because I tend to get very wrapped up in negative thoughts and negative words. And then I portray that to other people. And I feel like even though I'm not a perfect Christian, that's still such a bad representation. And like if I just open up my heart and let, you know, have a positive attitude and that gives God so much more of an avenue to work with me mm. and, you know, to others as well. So I think... Yeah, I think open openness is super important. I want to kind of go back to that definition we were reading from Google, the definition of, of what worship is, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. I think that those words are pretty important. I don't know how much time they spent working on this mm -hmm. definition, but uh, I mean, adoration to me is particularly important. My prayer life for years, you know, and I, I take prayer as almost like a song. It's very connected with worship. It's connecting us with God. And my prayer life was, I'll just say straight up, it was dismal. Like, although I was praying, it was kind of just like, me, 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 me. And that was my prayer life. But I found out that this form of praying and one of the key parts of it, the first thing that you do is is adoration. For those of you that might not know what adoration is, it just means you're saying the things that you love about God, basically. And that, I mean, that's where singing comes in. And that's, but for me, as I've started more in my prayer life to adore God, you know, I'll read through the Psalms and I'll think about how wonderful God is and the great things he's done, even for my life. And as I adore God, prayer becomes more about my connection with him and less about me and the things I need. And I think that's a beautiful thing about where worship music does come in. So key in worship is we're adoring God. We're praising God for who he is. When you're singing, 
I don't know too many good worship songs that are like, I need a new car, <laughs> you know, or whatever. That's just not how it works, right? That what, was the official addition for, some, yeah, for our band. <laughs> I'm in. trying out for Seven Day Band, and I made it. I'm so excited. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, But it's cool because the Bible actually talks a, it talks a fair bit about worship, and a lot in the prophetic books, actually, like in Daniel and the book of Revelation, there's a lot of discussion about true and false worship. And, you know, I think particularly you can also see how music is in time with that because the angels are singing to God, holy, holy, holy. And and then you think about in Daniel, well, not Daniel, he's not actually there, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are standing before this huge statue that the king builds, this golden statue that's like 90 feet tall. And the king says, that when the music plays, he says, you got to bow down and worship this idol. And so even in there, there's this connection with worship and music. So worship and music go hand in hand. They're very connected. But the interesting thing is that those three friends, right, they don't bow down and worship because they know that it's false worship. And I don't think the key is what type of music, but that the music does build a connection. So they were using music to worship falsely, Mm -hmm. so we can use music to worship falsely or true. So I think it's really dependent upon where our heart is, where our feeling is, if we're adoring God. So I want to challenge you guys and anybody that's listening that make sure that when you are worshiping that you're thinking about how you can bring praises to God. For me, that's like one of the most impactful things. What are some ways maybe that you guys have seen that that you could say is the wrong way to worship? There's a challenging question for you. What what would be a wrong way to worship? Like maybe too many drums in this in the no, I'm just kidding. That's clearly not the way, but I feel like sometimes it's just realizing what it is that you're worshiping. Hmm. Cause sometimes it's not even about the worship that I'm doing at church, but the worship that I'm doing daily. Sometimes the first thing that I do is not worship God, is worship me. Hmm. And it tends to build that way. And then when I finally come to the moment where I'm supposed to worship God, something happens because you're still worshiping yourself because you haven't practiced that worship throughout your week. And oftentimes it's not that we're not worshiping at all, it's that we're just not worshiping God. So even maybe when you guys are up front leading, if you were in the wrong mindset there and you were there because you wanted people to say, oh, man, Natabelle did such a great job singing today or Gillian did, man, you led such a powerful song. And if someone's praising you and you're like, yeah, soak it in, that's awesome, then maybe that would be a false form of worship. So technically you could take the same song and you could use it in two ways. And so really, worship is about that connection with God, right? It's not so much the music that's up there or whatever. Uh, I heard this speaker that I respect a lot say one time, he he was like, can you imagine if I was in my kitchen and my children, he has six kids. This is uh, a guy he preached out of Atlanta at a life church. And he was saying, if I had six kids and I'm standing there and my kids come in and they like come in with a piano and a, and a, and a violin and they're singing a hymn to me and I'm like, no, that's not acceptable. You cannot praise me. Or in the other context, you know, maybe they came in with drums and guitars and whatever. They're like, no, no. He's like, no, I will not accept that type of worship. That's not right. God just wants us to be worshiping him, to be praising him, to lift him. He's such a powerful and an awesome, wonderful God. And our focus really, truly does need to be on him. And I think that's what really makes worship powerful. And when our focus is on him and not on ourselves, not only does it connect us 
but it also connects other people. And so I think that that's the main point. We're, we're kind of coming to the end of our time here, but I just want to say thanks, guys, for coming on the show and for recording this. For You know, this is episode one, but, I mean, we're in a good start. I love our conversation. I'm excited about the things to come, and uh, um, I'm looking forward to other episodes with you guys. So thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for being a part of this. Anybody else in the area, in Charlotte area, anybody outside of there that wants to be a part, you know, we have Psalm 704. We do a worship service the first Friday night of the month at Charlotte Sharon Seventh-day Adventist Church at 920 North Sharon Amity Road. So if you want to join us the first Friday night of the month, we have a worship service at 730, and we can give you more info from there. Uh, Or you can check out our website, psalm704.com. But it's been great to uh, talk about worship and worship with you guys today as we discuss Thanks for having us. Yeah, awesome. Have a great day. Hey, so glad you could join us for this episode of the Psalm 704 podcast. Thanks for listening again. Remember, our family is stronger and better with you in it. You can check out the things that we're doing in the area of Charlotte at psalm704.com or follow us on Instagram, psalm underscore 704, or find us on Facebook.